The Bradford Exchange presents The Classic Radio Theater with your host, Carl Amari. Countdown for blast off. X minus one. Yes, it's Maxwell House Coffee Time, starring George Burns and Gracie Allen. Richard Diamond, private detective. The Johnson Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. Suspense. It's time once again for another comedy episode of Our Miss Brooks. Dragnet. We offer you escape. Kraft presents the Great Gildersleeve. Yeah. I'm that man. Matt Dillon, United States Marshal. Good evening, friends of the Inner Sanctum. The Jack Benny Program. Welcome, everyone, to episode 45 of the Classic Radio Theater. Each week, the Bradford Exchange and participating sponsors bring you three hours of the Classic Radio Theater, featuring programming from the golden age of radio. This time, we'll hear two comedy episodes of Ozzie and Harriet. We'll begin after this break. Adventures of Ozzie and Harriet is one of the longest-running radio and television sitcoms in history, spanning 22 years on the air. Looking to supplement his earnings as a Rutgers Law School graduate, Ozzie Nelson took up the baton as a bandleader in the 1930s, playing a circuit of hotel ballrooms, dance halls, and school proms. Record deals and radio were contributing factors to his career jump. It was through his profession that Ozzie met Harriet Hilliard, an Iowa beauty queen and vocalist. Harriet was booked for the floor show at the Hollywood restaurant where Nelson was seeking a vocalist for his band. According to Ozzie himself, the decision to hire her took only 30 seconds. The business proposition soon blossomed into a marriage proposal. Ozzie and Harriet performed for numerous radio programs in the late 1930s and early 1940s. In the mid-1940s, Red Skelton hired the couple to not only supply musical numbers for his program, but also provide a comic interlude once a week. This eventually led to a radio program of their own, The Adventures of Ozzie and Harriet, beginning in 1944 for sponsor International Silver. Variety reviewed the program two days after the premiere, as the surprise show of the season. At the start, the Nelson's boys were played by professional actors, Tommy Bernard and Henry Blair. The couple's sons, David and Ricky, eventually replaced the child stars on the radio show in 1949. In 1952, about the same time the radio program was making the transition to television, Universal International theatrically released a motion picture, Here Comes the Nelsons. This served as the pilot for the proposed television series. Time now for the first of two comedy episodes of Ozzie and Harriet. In this first one, Ozzie is determined to keep a baseball team in town, even though no one else seems to care. Here's The Adventures of Ozzie and Harriet from April 18, 1952. We having for lunch? Well, what would you like to have? Ice cream and tomato soup. Ask a silly question, you get a sensible answer. You know it's good because it's Heinz. 
The H.J. Heinz Company, makers of 57 varieties of fine foods for over 80 years, presents the amusing transcribed adventures of Ozzie and Harriet, starring the entire Nelson family, Ozzie, Harriet, David, and Ricky. Notice that little tingling feeling in the air this morning? It feels as though spring has finally arrived. The whole scene is one of activity, even in the Nelson's house. There's Harriet busy finishing up the breakfast dishes. The boys are busy taping an old baseball bat. And Ozzie, uh, well, he's hard at work, too. After all, with so much activity going on all around you, it's not easy to lie there on the couch and read the morning paper. Look at this, Pop. Yeah, that looks swell. I bet you I hit plenty of home runs with this good old bat. Go on, you can't even lift it. That was last year. I've grown some new muscles since then. Where are you hiding them? Never mind, boy. <laughs> Just take a look at this swing. Hey, be careful there. You almost hit your father with that bat. Oh, that's okay. It won't break. <laughs> You've got it all taped up. Oh, well, that makes everything all right then. Of course, it might have left a little dent in your father's head. I can just see Pop's head all taped up. Why aren't you laughing, Pop? I'm sorry, I was just looking for something in this paper here. You know, I can't seem to find the opening date for the ball team. You mean the high school team, Pop? Don't be silly, David. What does Pop care about the high school team? What team do you think he's talking about? Iggy Magoo's Midget Nine, of course. Are you kidding? We've got some team, boy. I didn't know you and Iggy had a team. We got a neat team, boy. Iggy's the manager. Some manager. He's got all the players wearing roller skates fastened to their pants. <laughs> sure. They're neat for sliding into second, boy. If you ask me, it's crazy. Oh, yeah? It helped us win a game once. Iggy was sliding into second base when his skates got stuck in a rut. What happened? Iggy was safe, but the seat of his pants was out. <laughs> I imagine that must have been a little embarrassing for Iggy. Heck no. He just pretended he wanted to get it sewed up and walked right home with a winning run. <laughs> That's the goofiest thing I ever heard. That's Iggy for you. Well, I hate to disappoint you guys, but I wasn't especially interested in either of those teams. What team did you mean, Pop? Well, our regular home team that the Chamber of Commerce over sponsors. Can't find the schedule listed anywhere. Oh, yes, I think I saw an article about that right there in the paper. Whereabouts? Let me look. I think I can find it. Did it say when the first game was? I don't think there's going to be any first game. What do you mean? Well, I think the article said that they're not going to have a team this year. No team? Yeah, here it is, right here. Let me see that. The Chamber of Commerce announced yesterday there would be no team entered in the league this year because of lack of interest. Lack of interest? Well, they can't do this. Evidently, they've done it. Well, I know, but they realize what they've done? Well, I suppose there just hasn't been enough interest in it. Well, that's impossible. Baseball is a national sport. Well, apparently the interest doesn't lie with the team here in town. Well, I don't know how you can say that, Harriet. Every kid in town is interested in the ball club. Don't you think so, David? Yeah, I guess so. You guess so? Well, we don't get much chance to see many of the games. 
Well, I thought you did. We're too busy playing ourselves. Well, how do you expect to learn how to play the game right? Those fellows know how to play. You ought to get out there and watch them, pick up some pointers. I thought they weren't going to have a team anymore. Well, if they don't, I think it's an awful loss to the town. Oh, not necessarily. What's one baseball team, more or less? Well, Harriet, you don't seem to realize it's more than just our local baseball team involved here. Baseball is an American institution, like apple pie and ham and eggs and... And Iggy Magoo. <laughs> Iggy Magoo? Sure. He ought to be in an institution, too, boy. <laughs> Symbol of the things that go to make our country what it is. Well, I suppose when you look at it like that, it does become pretty important. Well, I think it is. Baseball's been a colorful part of our American scene since before the Civil War. Is that when they discovered it? Nobody discovered it, Dopey. It was invented by Abner Doubleday. Oh, yeah. Well, that's right. He was the father of American baseball. Golly. Now, little Abner sure gets around, doesn't he? <laughs> No, I think it was a different little Abner. Some of my fondest childhood memories were the Sunday afternoons when my father used to take us up to Martin's Oval and root for the Ridgefield Park team. Was that before or after the Civil War? Well, that was a little after. Did you see all the ball games, Pop? Well, practically all of them. A lot of community spirit in that little town, and I think the baseball team had a lot to do with it. I must admit, I enjoy watching a good game myself. Sure, everybody does. Imagine you're trying to say there's not enough interest in baseball to have a team of our own here. It does seem a shame. Well, it's just too bad a thing like this has to happen after all these years. Hasn't the season started in most places? Not all over, has it, Pop? I really don't know. Gee, I wish we'd found out about this thing a little earlier. Yeah, that's right. A stitch in time saves nine. Well, maybe you can still do something about it. I think I'll go over and have a talk with Thorny and see what he thinks. Hey, how did you know our slogan, Mom? Slogan? Sure. We made it up after that game I was telling you about. You know, with Iggy Magoo. Look out, folks. This sounds like a small bomb to me. All right, dear. What is your slogan that you made up right after the game you were telling us about? A stitch behind saved the midget nine. <laughs> Hi, Thorny. I've been looking for you. Yeah, you look pretty unhappy. No bad news, I hope. Yeah, I'm afraid it is. According to the morning's paper, we're not going to have any baseball team entered in the league this year. Is that a fact? Now, what's the bad news, Oz? Well, evidently, you didn't hear me. I said we're not going to be represented in the baseball league this year. No team. I heard you the first time, Oz, and all I can say is, what's so sad about that? Well, Thorny, how can you say that? Oh, I just opened my mouth and out it comes. <laughs> Yes, yes, I know. That's the original joke. Don't you realize what this means? Well, I certainly do. I can save my money instead of going to ball games all summer. Save money? Thorny, how can you say that? I just opened my yes, mouth. Yes, yeah, please, not again. How can you talk about a few paltry pennies you'll save? Think of the pleasure you get in exchange. You get out of the house. Think of how many chores you've gotten out of just by going to the ball game. Not so loud, Oz. Catherine might be listening. Well, I think it's a terrible thing myself. One of our great American institutions dying on the vine, and we sit supinely by and hasten its demise. Holy smokes, Oz. I 
read that in a book once, but it fits this situation to a T, Thorny. There's nothing like the thrill of being out there in the old ballpark, hearing the deafening roar of the crowd when a home run goes sailing over the fence or into the bleachers. You know, I nearly caught one of them once last year. Well, there's nothing like being out in the old ballpark. Yeah, I guess you're right, Oz. Did I ever tell you the time I saw Babe Ruth play? You saw the old Bambino himself, eh? Yes, sir, and I'll never forget it. It was the seventh inning with two men on. He stood up at bat and pointed right out to the bleachers where I was sitting. How about that? And then hit a homer, huh? No, he struck out. <laughs> but in the next inning, the pitcher got up and hit one right out of the ballpark. I think they're still looking for it. Well, that's what makes baseball. Now, they say the babe had more glamour striking out than most players do hitting a home run. Yeah, it's a great old game. And to think that our community is going to be denied the privilege of having a team of its own this season. Oz, it's a darn shame, that's what it is. Well, it certainly burns me up. Yeah, what's the matter with the people? How can they stand around and take this sitting down? Well, what can we do, Thorny? Oh, we've got to arouse some interest. That's what we've got to do. Got to light a fire under the Chamber of Commerce. Yeah, we need somebody with a good batting average in that department. Somebody can step up to the plate and back him up to the fence. Say, what about that fellow who promoted those shows at the Lodge last month? Oh, you mean J.J. Fleeson? Uh-huh. Remember what a great job he did at the Lodge when they had those wrestling matches? Yeah, say, that's right. You know, Thorny, I think we've got our man. I think so. If anybody can do it, he's the guy. Where can we get in touch with him, do you know? Well, uh, he owns that used car lot down at Forest and Main. Well, what are we waiting for? Shall we take your car? Uh, we better take yours. Mine's pretty old, you know, and I don't want to be tempted. <laughs> this looks like his office over here, Oz. Oh, yeah. I guess we walk right in, huh? Yes, sir, gentlemen. Can I help you? Uh, well, we hope so. My name is Thornberry, and this is my friend, Ozzie Nelson. Say, don't I recognize you gentlemen from the lodge? That's right. Uh, yeah. Well, come on in. Sit down. Thank you. Oh, thanks a lot. Uh, have a cigar? Uh, no, thank you. Well, what can I do for you? Well, we were interested in a little proposition. Of course, of course. What model car do you have? <laughs> no, no, it's uh, not about cars. Oh. See, the Chamber of Commerce has decided not to support the local baseball team this year. Uh, yes, so I've heard. Now, I know just what you're going to say. You're going to say there's no interest in the team, and I say baseball generates more interest than any other sport in the country. That's true. You say, what's one baseball team, more or less? I'll say it's more than a baseball team involved. It's a great American institution, like apple pie or, or ham and eggs or, or Iggy Magoo. <laughs> Iggy Magoo? Please, Thorny, don't interrupt. I'm sorry. <laughs> we just think it's a dreadful thing that a fine community like ours won't be in the league this year. We'd like to see the baseball team back in action, but we need somebody who can stir up interest in the town. Yeah, you know, somebody who can promote things in a big way. That's why we came to see you. Well, I must admit that I haven't given it much thought, but I certainly like the challenge. Gentlemen, it's a deal. I'll do whatever I can. That's the spirit. Will we wait till we hear from you? Well, why don't you go ahead on your own for a few days and stop back later in the week, and I'll try and have a few ideas ready. boy, J.J. J.J., you're okay. Ozzie and Harriet will be back in just a moment. Long about now, most homemakers are looking for spring tonics, 
Not for the family, mind you, but for tired menus. How about perking up your meals with the fresh green goodness of Heinz Cream of Green Pea Soup? Youngsters welcome it for lunch, and it's a tempting send-off to supper. And try old-fashioned Heinz Bean Soup, flavored with tender bits of smoked pork. Or how about Heinz Clam Chowder, filled with choice vegetables and fresh tender clams? Wouldn't that taste delicious? Heinz Condensed Soups, and there's a complete line of them at your grocer's, are so nourishing, so full-flavored, all you have to do is add a hearty salad and dessert, and you've got a wonderfully satisfying meal. Serve these time- and money-saving Heinz Condensed Soups often as soups, sauces, or cooking ingredients. At today's low prices, they're amazingly economical. And you know they're good, because they're Heinz. Yes, sirree, there's nothing quite like the thrill of the old ball game. That's why Ozzie Nelson is determined to have the old hometown represented in the league this year. It may be a tough job to wake the citizens up, but the Nelson family is sure going to try, boy. Hi, Hi, Pop. Pop. Oh, hello, fellas. How'd your speech go? Oh, pretty good, David. The men were all very polite. You know how those luncheons are. They tried to eat quietly while I was talking, but nobody seemed to be really interested in the project. I sure have been spreading the word around at school. Me too. I even gave a little talk on baseball in my arithmetic class today. Oh, well, good for you, son. And what did the class have to say? Nothing. But my teacher said plenty. <laughs> I don't think she's on our side. Evidently not. Hi, everybody. Hi, Mom. Hi, Mom. Hi, Harriet. How did you make out at the club? Well, not too well. Most of them didn't even know that we ever had a team. Some of them must have husbands who are baseball fans. Oh, yes, yeah, several of them have husbands who never miss a game. What did they have to say about it? Well, they think dropping the team is the best thing the Chamber of Commerce has ever done. <laughs> it's a pretty darn selfish attitude, if you ask me. Well, I did my best. Well, I'm supposed to meet Mr. Fleece in a few minutes. I'll let you know what happens. Oh, hello there, Mr. Nelson. Come on in and sit down. Oh, thank you, Mr. Fleeson. What's the good word? Well, sir, I've been working on our little project, and I think I've got some ideas that'll really put it over. Oh, that's sure good news. I've been having a lot of trouble drumming up people's interest in it myself. Well, interest is what we need, all right, and that's what I'm going to promote. Now, first of all, let's examine the facts. What does the paying public want nowadays? Well, sir, I'll tell you what they want. They want color, they want excitement, and they want variety. Am I right? Yes, that sounds logical. Exactly. Now, let's look at baseball. It's the same old routine every time. The pitcher pitches the ball, the batter hits the ball, the outfielder chases the ball. The game's gotten in a rut. <laughs> well, of course, there's a little more to it than just that. But you agree that the public wants color, excitement, and variety. And that's what we have got to give baseball. Now, of course, you ask me just how are we going to do that? Well, my answer to you is this. First of all, we make Monday night ladies' night. You mean that uh, ladies are admitted free? No, sir, no. The ladies play baseball. <laughs> now, here's what we do. We find 18 beautiful, shapely girls, dress them up in fluorescent sunsuits, and form two teams. <laughs> like the idea so far? Well, the, the basic elements there are pretty hard to knock. LAUGHTER 
Exactly. And I know what your next question is. You want to know where we can find 18 beautiful, shapely girls who can play baseball. Well, believe me, you get those girls out there in those sunsuits and nobody's going to care whether they can play baseball or not. That's probably true. Then what do you suppose we have on Tuesday night? Well, that's when we have the regular baseball game, isn't it? No, I don't think so. Might be too much of a letdown after Monday night. <laughs> Tuesday night, we'll have midget baseball. Midget baseball. A novelty like that will fill the stadium. We'll even cut the admission to half price. Well, well what night do we have the regular baseball game? Wednesday night. It'll be a conventional baseball game except for one little change. All the players have to ride donkeys. <laughs> donkeys? Haven't you heard of donkey baseball? Why, it's the funniest thing you've ever seen. Well, yes, I imagine it could be very amusing. Oh, the fans love it. Now, donkey baseball is pretty hard to top, so we'll have to think of some surefire gimmick for Thursday night. But what about regular baseball? Uh, naturally, we'll try to leave a night open for that. Now, maybe we can squeeze it in on Fridays. Uh, that is, not every Friday, of course. Well, some people might enjoy watching a regular game. I've got it. The game will be going along fine. Everybody will think it's really on the level. Then all of a sudden, we slip in an exploding baseball. <laughs> exploding baseball. Yeah, you know, the batter hits it and the darn thing just goes up in smoke. Then to get even... The other team slips them a rubber bat. <laughs> oh, we can dream up a few more gags and really turn this into a pretty hilarious game. Yes, I, I see what well, you mean. Well, I think this has been a very profitable meeting. If this stuff doesn't put baseball over, then I don't know what will. Well, but, but Now, you... you just leave the rest to me. I'll have my secretary type up these suggestions, and I'll present them to the Chamber of Commerce myself. Well, goodbye, Mr. Nelson. Goodbye, Mr. Barnum. Uh, that is, uh, uh Mr. <laughs> Yeah? Well, what did Mr. Fleeson say? Oh, well, he had uh, quite a few ideas. Of course, now, remember, his big interest is getting people to come to the games. After all, that, that is an important item. What were some of his ideas? Well, they're liable to sound a little unusual at first. What do you mean? Well, uh, ladies' night, for instance. You mean ladies getting free? <laughs> no, this is a little different. Uh, the ladies play baseball. See, we get 18 beautiful shape. We get 18 girls, and they wear sunsuits. Sunsuits? Now, I know you're going to ask me, where are we going to find 18 shapely girls who can play baseball? Heck, who cares? <laughs> yes, I think that will be the general reaction. Not from some of us. Well, like I said, Harry, now these were only ideas. Monday night, we have ladies' night. Then Tuesday night is midget baseball. What in the world is that? Well, you have midget baseball players. After all, they have midget wrestlers. Then Wednesday night, they play donkey baseball. I understand that's loads of laughs. The players have to ride donkeys. They hit the ball. Why are you all staring at me? <laughs> Why don't they just play regular baseball, Pop? Oh, they'll play regular baseball, David. But uh, a little different idea. Mr. Fleeson thought it would be kind of funny 
if we slipped in a few exploding baseballs and, and some rubber bats. Oh, and naturally, they'll end up throwing custard pies at each other. <laughs> Harriet, you've got to remember Mr. Fleeson's been promoting sports events for years. He sells used cars. He knows exactly what the suck... What, what the paying public... <laughs> Sounds pretty bad, huh? Well, it certainly doesn't sound much like baseball. It's a three-ring circus, that's what it is. I'd rather not have any baseball at all. Say, wait a minute. This might turn out to be a good thing after all. Well, how do you figure that? Well, now we have a definite selling point. It's either baseball or Fleeson's Carnival. Say, by golly, you're right. This is something that'll make those guys at the lodge sit up and listen. You just wait till the woman's club hears about that Monday night glorified burlesque show. I'll have Thorny make a speech at the bowling club. What will I tell the midget nine about those other midgets? You'll show this fleecing guy he can't besmirch the good name of baseball. You're darn right. You're darn right. You're darn right, boy. All right, men. Saddle up your soapboxes and let's ride. <laughs> I ask you, gentlemen, where will it go from donkey baseball? Next, we may have monkey baseball, and then kangaroo baseball. Before long, people won't be allowed to play the game anymore. At least when we had regular baseball, nobody worried about having her husband run off of the third baseman. <laughs> to quote the words of a certain baseball manager to a certain umpire... One donkey on the field is enough already. The dirty trick, that's what it is. We were here first, and this town isn't big enough for any more midgets. Come on in, Thorny. Hi, Oz. I had a rush right over. Have you seen the morning paper yet? No, not yet. What's up? Well, we did it, Oz. The Chamber of Commerce has decided to have a team after all. Wonderful. Yes, sir. None of that crazy ballyhoo junk. Just a plain old-fashioned baseball team. Oh, that's great news, Thorny. Where's Harriet and the boys? They went to the market. Wait till they hear about There's this. There's a big article in the paper. What does it say? Oh, it just says that a heated campaign under the able leadership of Mr. S.J. Thornberry was the main... No, 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 wait a minute. What do you mean under the able leadership of S.J. Thornberry? I was the one who started this thing. Yeah, but I was the one who wrote the article. <laughs> you wrote it? Well, I didn't exactly write it But a reporter called up to find out who was responsible for the campaign And you know what a poor memory I have for names Mine was just the first one I could think of Oh, a fine thing I do all the work and you get all the credit I was only kidding you, Oz Everybody got credit uh, <laughs> Hey, who's that coming up the walk? It looks like that Fleeson guy By golly, that's exactly who it is Boy, I'll bet he's really burned up this is going to be fun. Just a moment. Well, at least he's a good sport about it. Well, good afternoon, Mr. Nelson. Good afternoon. Oh, hello there, Mr. Thornberry. Hello, Mr. Fleeson. Uh, won't you come in? Oh, thank you. Thank you. Ah. Well, this is certainly a red-letter day for our town, isn't it? I beg your pardon? Haven't you gentlemen read the papers yet? We have, but have you? <laughs> oh, yes, yes, indeed. The Chamber of Commerce is a lot like some of my used cars. They just need a little push to get rolling. Well, I must say you're being a good sport about this. Well, I couldn't be happier. Didn't I tell you that those ideas of mine would really bring baseball back to our town? Well, yes, but you were talking about donkey baseball and midget baseball? Yes, I know, I know. Pretty horrible thought, wasn't it? 
I hope you gentlemen will forgive me, but I figured the only way to get some action was to propose something so fantastic that the whole town would be aroused and the grand old game of baseball would be brought back to our fair city. Well, it sure worked. Ozzie. Oh, oh, Harriet, this is Mr. Fleeson. How do you do? How do you... Mr. Fleeson? Oh, don't worry. He's on our side. It seems he kind of fooled all of us. Yeah, I'll say he did. If they ever do play donkey baseball, just ask for Long Ears Thornberry. <laughs> Mr. Fleeson was on our side all the time. He was just trying to arouse the citizens. Well, good for him. I'll certainly appreciate any suggestions you folks may have to offer. Oh, well, I have one right away. Now, this may come as a surprise, but I think that ladies' night deal isn't a bad idea at all. I mean, if different clubs organized teams, we could form a woman's league. And personally, I think some of the girls might look pretty cute in sunsuits. Uh, yes, yes, I see what you mean. <laughs> Monday night is a slow night anyway. <laughs> and you know, the more I think of it, I'll bet that donkey baseball will be a lot of fun to watch. <laughs> I think so, too. Oh, it is? Yeah, a lot of people might like something like that occasionally. You know, it's comical and unusual. Now, now wait just a second. What about regular baseball? Oh, yes, we do have to have a few regular games. Yeah, I suppose so. Well, we'd better. Uh, that's what all the shouting was about. We can have those games on Saturdays and Sundays. Well, swell. Novelty ideas are fine, but some people might enjoy watching just an ordinary game. Of course. So Saturdays and Sundays are reserved for regular baseball. Just straight, legitimate games. Right. Played as the game should be played. Uh, Mr. Fleeson? Yes? Now, I'm not suggesting uh, we should change the game. Yes? But don't you think maybe just on opening night we could slip in one or two exploding baseballs? (laughs) Ozzie and Harriet back in just a moment. Sometimes when you've had an unusually busy weekend with lots of company and meals at all hours, don't you get to feeling like a short-ordered cook? Well, a happy solution is to keep several cans of Heinz cream of tomato soup on hand. It's not only quick to prepare and mighty nourishing, but the youngsters can fix it themselves. But that's only half the story. Heinz cream of tomato soup makes a smooth, thrifty pour-on sauce to glorify meatloaf, hamburger, hot dogs, Yes, and it makes them go further, too. So don't spend these beautiful spring days in the kitchen. Build your menus around Heinz condensed soups. Your grocer has a complete line of them at today's low prices. Serve Heinz soups for school lunches. Use them as sauces and as cooking ingredients. Insist on high-quality Heinz condensed soups. You know they're good, because they're Heinz. Did you see the sports section in tonight's paper? Uh, no, I didn't. Anything important? Yes. The opening game is next Saturday. Can we go, Pop? Well, of course. We'll all go. Nothing I enjoy more than a baseball game. You know, come to think of it, though, I, I don't think I saw as many as usual last year or the year before. I'll bet everybody will be at this game. Yeah, we better get there early, too, because Pershing Field doesn't hold very many people. Pop? Uh, yes, David? How long has it been since you've seen a baseball game? Well, now that you mention it, I guess maybe I haven't seen one for about two years. Well, that's funny. What do you mean? 
Well, you said Pershing Field. And it says here they've been playing the games at the community stadium since 1945. Coming <laughs> again next week to another transcribed adventure of Ozzie and Harriet, presented by the H.J. Hines Company, starring Ozzie Nelson and Harriet Hilliard. And remember, Heinz soups are condensed. You get twice as much soup by adding an equal part of milk or water. That suits me fine. Me too. I like a lot, boy. Appearing in support of Ozzie and Harriet were their two sons, David and Ricky Nelson, John Brown, Gail Gordon, and yours truly, Vern Smith. Original music was composed and conducted by Billy May. So long, folks. This is Ozzie saying goodnight for the four Nelsons and the 57 varieties. Time goes to America's finest garden spots to select and pack your baby's foods. So give your youngster Heinz baby foods with grown-in goodness. Your grocer has over 50 kinds of better-tasting, highly nourishing Heinz strain foods, junior foods, and pre-cooked cereals. Doctors everywhere recommend them. And that's The Adventures of Ozzie and Harriet, starring Ozzie Nelson and Harriet Hilliard from April 18, 1952. Also heard in the cast, David Nelson, Ricky Nelson, John Brown, and Gail Gordon, with Vern Smith announcing for Heinz, as heard over ABC. All of the classic radio shows we present on this series are direct from the master recordings. I have more than 100,000 original radio episodes under license from the owners and estates, and we make them available via digital download or on CD through our Classic Radio Club. By joining the Classic Radio Club, you'll receive 10 superior-sounding classic radio shows sent directly to you each month, along with detailed liner notes and photos of the stars. You'll receive your first 10 classic radio episodes for only $1, and you can cancel at any time. To learn more about the Classic Radio Club, log on to ClassicRadioClub.com. That's ClassicRadioClub.com. I'll have another episode of Ozzie and Harriet for you after this short break. Welcome back to the Classic Radio Theater. I'm your host, Carl Amari. This time, Ozzie receives $5 too much change at the Emporium and tries to return it without much success. Here's the adventures of Ozzie and Harriet from April 25th. 1952. Hi, everybody. This is Harriet Nelson. Here's a word of advice to all mothers. Do you have trouble getting your boys to come to lunch on time? Well, here's something that works great at our house. David, Ricky, first call for lunch. We're having Heinz cream of tomato soup. See what I mean? You know it's good because it's Heinz. The H.J. Heinz Company, makers of 57 varieties of fine foods for over 80 years, present the amusing transcribed adventures of Ozzie and Harriet, starring the entire Nelson family, Ozzie, Harriet, David, and Ricky.
let's look in at the Nelson household and see what they have on tap for us this week. Hmm. I don't see Ozzie and Harriet any place, but there's David and Ricky. And David stretched out on the floor taking it easy, and Ricky seems to be reading the funnies to him. Then in the last box, the captain says, Unt now gives a good spanking for pulling the inspector's beard. And what is Rollo saying? Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> now read me Terry and the Pirates. Oh, come on, David. Read them yourself. Don't be so ungrateful. I used to read them to you, didn't I? Yeah, but that was before I could read. Besides, I have to make out my report. What report? We have a club meeting tonight. I'm the treasurer. Big deal. What do you need a treasurer for? You kids don't have any money. That's how much you know about it. How much you got in the treasury? We got plenty, boy. I'll bet. We got it hidden in a swell place, too, boy. You'll never find it. Who wants it? Where is it? <laughs> I'm not allowed to tell. It's a club secret. Okay, who wants to know anyway? It was my idea. It's a neat one, too, boy. Oh, hiya, fellas. Hi, Pop. Hiya, Pop. I might as well tell you, because you're going to find it out pretty soon anyway. What's this? Well, I'm treasurer of our club. Big deal. Oh, good for you. I'm the only treasurer, too. <laughs> the only treasurer? How many presidents do you have? Eight. <laughs> Eight presidents? Sure. And six vice presidents, four secretaries, and two ghoulies. <laughs> what are ghoulies? Well, it's a thing we made up. When we got through with the election, there were two members that weren't elected to anything. So we made up that they were ghoulies. Oh, that sounds like a good idea. Every member of the club's an officer, huh? Yeah, but I'm the only treasurer. Well, that's quite an honor. Thanks, Pop. I'd rather be a ghoulie. I don't know about that, David. Being treasurer of a club's a big responsibility. Oh, Pop. Yes, it is. Shows that the other members of Ricky's club have a great deal of respect for him. Means that they trust him and consider him better qualified than anybody else for the responsibility of the position. And besides, nobody else wanted the job. <laughs> hey, you fellas had better hurry up. Okay, Mom. Come on, money bags. Okay, David. Cut the shoving. So long. So long. Bye, boys. Goodbye, boys. What was the big discussion about? Oh, Rick was telling me about some club he's in. Seems they've elected him treasurer. Oh, speaking of treasurer, I have to run downtown for a few things. Do you have any money? Money? Yeah, let's see. Hmm. You took $10 yesterday. Did you spend all of it, or don't you know? Well, Harriet, I don't like the implications of that remark. I may act like I'm careless with money and... And uh, look like I'm careless with money, and, and some people may think I'm careless with money. You know why? Because you're careless with money? <laughs> no, because I've always got it figured out in my head. I don't have to keep figuring and adding all the time. I know just how much money I've got in my pocket right now. I believe you. I wasn't... No, cast... no, go ahead. Ask me how much I've got in my pocket. But I told you... Go I... ahead. Ask me. How much money have you got in your pocket right now? Thought you'd catch me, didn't you? <laughs> Just a second, I'll figure it out. Three and, and five, that's, that's eight and uh, ten and twenty. Exactly 38 cents. Is that all you have, 38 cents? Yeah, there it is. 20, 30, 35, 37. No, that's right, I weighed myself. <laughs> 37 cents left out of $10. 
What'd you buy, an automobile? No, it so happens I can explain every penny. No, I was only kidding. No, 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 wait a minute. I'd rather. Let's see. First, I went to the garage and had the car filled up with gas. That was three and a half. Six and a half to go. Then I met Thorny. That cost me about a dollar and a half. <laughs> two cheese sandwiches, two chocolate malteds, two pieces of pie, and the check was under my plate. I think I was framed. <laughs> That's five. Uh, then I went down to the Emporium and, and bought a shirt. They were on sale. That was three and a half. After that, I, I stopped in at the hardware store to get a padlock for the garage. Oh, I got a flashlight that shines red and green. That's something we need. Oh, desperately. <laughs> What'd you say? Nothing. Go ahead. Oh. I also found a set of wrenches for the car and a box of magic crystals for the fireplace. They make the fire burn all different colors. It's quite an idea. All that came to about $4. What about the padlock? Well, I'll, I'll pick that up next time. Then I stopped at the drugstore on the way home, and I bought some toothpaste and uh, a can of shoe polish and some magazines, which uh, came to a little over $2. There you figure it up. I have. I've been writing it down. Altogether, you spent about $15. All right. Fifteen? No, no. You must have made a mistake. I only had $10 with me. Let's see. Gasoline, three and a half. Thorny and the sandwiches, a dollar and a half. Yeah, that's five. Shirt at the Emporium, three and a half. After that, Temptation at the Hardware Store, four dollars. That's twelve and a half. And two dollars and something at the drugstore, that makes it about fifteen. Not bad for starting out with ten dollars. You know, some clerk must have given you too much change. Say, that's it. That's exactly what happened. The girl at the Emporium gave me five dollars too much change when I bought the shirt. How do you know? Well, I remember now. I gave her a $5 bill, and she gave me change for a 10. She was very busy, and she was waiting on two or three customers at the same time. Are you sure? I'm positive. In fact, I remember looking at my wallet and thinking I had too much money at the time. How about that? Gave me change for a 10 instead of a 5. Well, I'm going downtown now. Why don't you go with me, and you can stop in and return the $5? Uh, right now, you mean? It'll save a trip later. Well, Okay. The only thing, though. I know. It isn't easy. We just have to remember it isn't our money. Yeah, yes. I, I, I realize that. It, it's just... Just what? Uh, do you have five dollars? <laughs> I'm going to shop here at the Emporium and then go across the street. You want to wait for me? No, no, that's okay. Why don't you go ahead and I'll see you at home later. Okay, bye. Bye. So she says to me, he's a swell guy, but he never wants to take me out. And I said, well, that's the trouble. Oh, just a second. Uh, what can I do for you, sir? Oh, uh, uh, wasn't there another girl working at this counter yesterday? Oh, yes, that's Ingrid Mahoney. She isn't here anymore. Oh. Well, uh... Uh, I bought a shirt here yesterday, and she made a mistake. All adjustments are made on the third floor upstairs. So she says to me, what would you uh, do? Uh, pardon me. Uh, yes? Well, uh, this uh, Miss Mahoney made a mistake in the change. I'm sorry, but all adjustments are made on the third floor upstairs. So she says to me, what would you do if you were me? Here she's going steady with this fellow who won't take her out, and another fellow's dying to take her out. So what's she going to do? Uh, tell her to go upstairs. I beg your pardon? Uh, all adjustments are made on the third floor. 
How do you do, sir? Oh, uh, how do you do? Uh, is this the adjustment office? Uh, yes, it is. Won't you sit down? Oh, thank you. Uh, is there anything I can do for you? Uh, yeah, uh, my name is Nelson. Uh, I bought a shirt here yesterday, and the girl gave me the wrong change. You're supposed to count your change before you leave the counter. There's a sign right there in black and white. Well, yes, I know, but it happens I was in a hurry. We can't be responsible if you're in a hurry. No, 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 I only... Now, let's be cool and practical about this, sir. How do you know you didn't make a mistake? Well, I I checked and double-checked. Perhaps you were confused. No, I wasn't confused. I don't get confused about things like that. Then why didn't you read the sign? We can't go making good every time somebody says he was shortchanged. No, no, I wasn't shortchanged. I got $5 too much. You weren't confused. (laughs) You don't get confused. No. Do you know what you just said? What? You said the girl gave you $5 too much. Well, that's right, she did. Uh, Now I'm confused. You say you got $5 too much? Yes, that's right. Then what's your complaint? I want to return the $5. What's your racket, bud? (laughs) I haven't got any racket. I came in here to give you back the $5. A likely story. Mr. Nelson, do you think I believe for one moment that any human being with a mentality higher than an orangutan would return money to a department store? Now, look, I didn't come here to be called an orangutan. Here's your $5. Goodbye. Come back here. (laughs) Don't you dare leave that $5 bill on my desk. But that's the $5 the girl gave me. You can't leave it here. You can't. But I just told you it's your $5. I never admitted it. You haven't got any witnesses. Look, all I want to do is give you this money and go home. Now, here's your $5. Now, look, Mr. Nelson, you, you can't do this to me. Do what to you? Mr. Nelson, you look like a reasonable man. Try to see my side of it. The books are already balanced for yesterday. This $5 bill will throw them off. They'll be off for a month, for the semi-annual audit, for the yearly balance sheet. The auditors will be here at the end of the year, and here I am, unbalanced. (laughs) They'll find out in a minute. You can't put anything over on those fellows. What'll I tell them? You can't leave that $5 here. You can't. Okay, okay. If you feel that way about it, I'll keep the $5. Oh, thank you, Mr. Nelson. Not at all. If there's ever anything I can do for you in return... No, that's that's all right. Just forget it. Here. Here's a calendar. And a courtesy card entitling you to an hour's free parking. Oh, thank you. Mr. Nelson, it's been a pleasure to meet a man as understanding and accommodating as you. Oh, that's perfectly all right. I... And I, uh, I hope you won't take it personally if I make a suggestion. What's that? Either count your change before you leave the counter or don't count it at all! (laughs) So I took the five dollars and came home. That's the silliest thing I ever heard of. I argued with the man, I pleaded with him. After all, you can't force a man to accept money if he doesn't want to take it. He said it would mix up their accounting system. I even laid it on his desk, and he threw it right back at me. Oh, here. Here's a a calendar he gave me. But why didn't you give the $5 to the girl who made the mistake originally? Oh, oh, didn't I tell you? She doesn't work there anymore. This is kind of a cute calendar at that. Isn't it a shame? This November isn't bad. 
Imagine skiing in a costume like that. Firing a girl just because she gave you the wrong change. Oh, say, that never occurred to me. You think she was fired? She was there yesterday, and she gave you $5 too much change, and she's not working there today. Oh, gee. Poor girl. Well, Harriet, it isn't my fault. Oh, I know it. It's just a shame, that's all. Hi, Pop. Hi, Mom. Hello, oh, boys. Oh, hello, boys. Something wrong, Pop? No, no. Nothing really, David. Well, some girl in a department store made a mistake and gave your father too much change, and she got fired for it. Golly. Golly. Poor girl. Poor girl? Poor girl. Well, it wasn't my fault. Well, of course not, dear. How could you help it? Sure, how could you help it? Why didn't you count your change? <laughs> I was in a hurry. The girl probably had to make up the $5 and lost her job besides. Well, Thornbury was telling me about a girl who lost her job last week and tried to jump in the river. David, this just happened yesterday. <laughs> What's everybody making such a big thing about this? It wasn't my fault, and I went back to the store and tried to straighten it out. Now, let's all forget about it. Can we go out, Pop? Certainly. Go ahead. Hey, David? Yeah? Let's go down the river and watch. <laughs> and Harriet will be back in just a moment. If you're one of those women who still think of soup as primarily a dish for women and children, you should see how many men order soup when they lunch out. Of course, some soups are more the he-man type than others. Take, for instance, Heinz beef noodle soup. Every bowl is packed with the rich nourishment of tender beef and mouth-watering egg noodles. Pour Heinz beef noodle soup piping hot into a thermos if your husband carries his lunch, or give him Heinz beef soup with vegetables. You'll find that the youngsters, too, really go for these two hearty Heinz soups. So serve them often for the one hot dish everybody needs at every meal. At today's low prices, time-saving Heinz condensed soups are greater buys than ever. Look over the complete Heinz soup line at your grocers. They're wonderful three ways, as soups, as sauces, as cooking ingredients. And you know they're good, because they're Heinz. <laughs> And now let's see what's going on with Ozzie and Harriet. As we rejoin them, Ozzie's out in the backyard staring into space when along comes neighbor Thornberry. Hi, Oz. Oh, hello, Thorny. What are you so worried about? You look as if you'd lost your last friend. Uh, honestly, Thorny, I can get in... No, you wouldn't be interested. Oh, come on, Oz. Cut it out. You know I'm always interested in anything. It all started when I went down to the Emporium to buy a couple of shirts... There's a sales girl who waited on hey, Just me. a minute, Oz. Maybe it's best that you don't tell me. Well, you asked me to tell you, so now you're going to hear it whether you like it or not. Okay, Oz, go ahead. You were saying this uh, beautiful sales girl waited on you. Yes, this beautiful sa... Now, wait a minute. I didn't say that. <laughs> anyway, I, I bought a white shirt, and this girl gave me $5 too much change. I don't know why I didn't catch the mistake at the time... I, I understand, guess... Oz. You don't have to explain. Understand what? Fight it, Oz, old boy. 
Fight what? This mad infatuation. Uh, look, Thorny. <laughs> All I did was go in and buy a white shirt. It's very obvious. You don't have to explain to me. There's a bit of the mad beast in every man, but you've just got to fight it. Oh, for goodness <laughs> sake. Did you read this month's Cosmopolitan? No, no, I didn't. Well, maybe it was last month's. Anyway, there was a story there, and the parallel is amazing. Look, Thorny. Fight it, Oz. I don't want to fight it. The whole thing is ridiculous. Did Harriet suggest that you find out the girl's name and give back the $5? No, she didn't. There you are. Where am I? Well, she understands. She sees the danger. Oz, we've got to face it. Ever since the beginning of time, women have had intuition about these things. Now, you take this story I was reading in the American Weekly. No, no, no. It was Cosmopolitan. No, this was a different one. It seems there was this no, no, girl no, and this man... No, Thorny, uh, uh, wait a minute, will you please? Before you change the subject, you, you really think that, that Harriet might, might be a little... Uh, I mean, you really think so? Well, if she didn't, wouldn't she be the first to suggest that you find out where this girl lives and take the money over to her? Well, she'd come right out and say... Ozzie? Uh, yes? Oh, hello, Thorny. Ozzie, you know, I've just been thinking this thing over. Why don't you find out where this girl lives and take the money over to her? Well, that's a wonderful idea, Harriet. Only thing is you just set women's intuition back 2,000 years. <laughs> I can't understand it. Well, don't look so disappointed, Thorny. Fight it, old boy. Fight it. Uh, uh pardon me. Oh, what can I do for you, sir? Well, there was a girl working here yesterday named Ingrid Mahoney. Yes? Well, uh, could you give me her name and address? Her name and address? Oh, <laughs> I mean, I have her name, but I, I want her address. Say, weren't you the same fellow who was here this morning asking about Ingrid? Oh, uh, yes, I am. Well, it may interest you to know she's going steady. Well, I, I don't care about that. Gee, a regular caveman. <laughs> All I want is Ingrid Mahoney's address. Why is it as soon as a girl goes steady, all the fellas get interested in her? Well, I, I, I don't know, but, but that isn't what I have in mind. You can find lots of girls who aren't going steady. <laughs> I'm not going steady. I, I, I'm afraid you, you misunderstand. You see, I'm already married. Oh, do you by chance ever read Cosmopolitan magazine? <laughs> I, 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 yes, I, no, I mean, I'm familiar with the story you're talking about, but, but really, I'm here on strictly a business matter. Oh, darn. Why is it every wolf I meet turns out to be a cocker spaniel? <laughs> Would you please listen to me for a moment? I bought a shirt here yesterday, $5 too much change. Oh, well, the adjustment department I've is already been upstairs to the adjustment department. All I want now is to find out where this girl lives so I can give her back the $5. It's as simple as all that. Oh, yes, I see. Good. But if I were you, sir, I'd stick to the caveman line. It works much better with us girls. <laughs> see, that's a good idea. Now, listen, babe. <laughs> You got Ingrid Mahoney's address? Oh, yes, sir. Give it to me. <laughs> yes, sir. 
25 Chestnut Street. Thanks. So long, Tuts. <laughs> Hyman, you're so big and strong. That's why I love you, Hyman. Say you love me again, Ingrid. I love you, Hyman. Say it again. I love you, Hyman. Say it again. I love you, Hyman. I don't believe it. Look, if I ever catch any other guy looking at you, I will tear him in half like this. Hyman, not another telephone book! <laughs> you see, I love you more than anything. Honest, I do. Well, I'm very flattered to be sure, but I wish you would control your jealousy, Hyman. It's getting to be very embarrassing. I can't help being jealous of you. You know that, Ingrid. If only I could submerge my physical side. But it's no use. When I see another man interested in you, I just go... Hyman, please, not the classifieds! <laughs> oh, Hyman. Who could that be? Quite sure I don't know. Come in, the door is open. I beg your pardon, is Miss Ingrid Mahone... Oh, 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 there you are. Ingrid, what is the meaning of this? Honest, Hyman, i never seen him before. Oh, yes, don't you remember me from the store yesterday? The, the 33 sleeve, uh, 16 neck? <laughs> Down, Hyman. Well, well uh, yes, in a way, but don't you remember at the store yesterday, I gave you a five, and you evidently gave me change for a ten. Weren't you five dollars short in your accounts? I was no such a thing. Uh, are you sure? Well, naturally I'm sure. And now, if you don't mind, you have made Hyman cry. <laughs> <laughs> now, 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 please believe me, Hyman. Uh, Herman. <laughs> I tell you, she was just another girl to me. <laughs> she was? Oh, of course. It's just that to you, she seems so irresistible. You sure? Oh, of course. To, to, to other men, she's just a, an ordinary girl, like thousands of... <laughs> Miss Mahoney! Ingrid! Miss Mahoney! Ow! Please! <laughs> Yeah. Well, what happened? Well, I couldn't force the $5 on her. She says she doesn't remember me and she doesn't know anything about any shortage. Well, that's funny. How could $5 mysteriously pop into your wallet? Ozzy, what's that under your arm? It's a box of candy for you. Oh, thank you, dear. Yeah, I had to chase all over town to find one that cost exactly $5. <laughs> I figured it's five dollars found money, and I might as well blow it in on my best girlfriend. What a lovely thought, dear. Oh, soft centers. Isn't that lucky? Your favorite kind. 
Uh, good, too. Oh, yes. Ricky told me to remind you that his club is meeting here today. Are you a member or something? Oh, no, no. You know how kids are. If it's important to him, he thinks it's important to everybody. Hmm. I think I'll try one of those long ones now. Oh, there you are, Pa. Oh, hello, Rick. Here, have some candy. Gee, thanks, Pa. Why these candies are good. Oh, what is it, son? Do you have your wallet in your pocket? Oh, yes, I do. Why? Remember I told you I was the club treasurer? Yeah. What about it? We have $5 in the treasury, and I put it in your wallet so I wouldn't lose it. Can I have it back now? (laughs) (laughs) Ricky, you better go up and filibuster your club for a while. Your dad's trying to cough up $5. (laughs) and Harriet will be back in just a moment. Now that the days are longer and the outdoors beckons with all its fresh green beauty, you homemakers hate to feel kitchen-bound. So how about planning oven meals that cook while you're away? Fix a casserole dish with Lush's Heinz Cream of Mushroom Soup as the base. Heinz Cream of Mushroom works wonders for leftover salmon or tuna fish, blends perfectly with peas or eggs. And don't forget what a smooth, tempting pour-on sauce it makes for hamburger or meatloaf. Of course, quick-to-fix Heinz Cream of Mushroom is a mighty savory soup, too, with a party look and taste. Serve it for lunch with a fruit salad, corn sticks, and a light dessert. Get a few cans tomorrow. In fact, look over the complete line of Heinz condensed soups. At today's low prices, they're great eating for surprisingly little money. And you know they're good, because they're Heinz. Well, Rick, we sure got that $5 just in time, didn't we? We sure did. The fellows were getting tired listening to me stalling them off. Well, you see, that shows you what resourcefulness can do. I don't like to brag, but when your old dad's up against it, you can usually depend upon him to figure out some way. Hey! What's that? Oh, it's only David. I guess he just found out what happened to his piggy bank. <laughs> Company and starring Ozzie Nelson and Harriet Hilliard. And remember, Heinz soups are condensed. You get twice as much soup by adding an equal part of milk or water. That suits me fine. Me too. I like a lot, boy. Appearing in support of Ozzie and Harriet were their two sons, David and Ricky Nelson, John Brown, Sarah Burner, Sheldon Leonard, Paula Winslow, Frank Nelson, and yours truly, Vern Smith. Original music was composed and conducted by Billy May. So long, folks. This is Ozzie saying goodnight for the four Nelsons and the 57 varieties. Celebrate National Baby Week by serving your youngster the quality foods he deserves. Heinz Baby Foods, backed by an 83-year quality reputation. At your grocer's, you'll find over 50 kinds of better-tasting Heinz Baby Foods. Pre-cooked cereals, strained, and junior foods. They're recommended by doctors everywhere. And that's The Adventures of Ozzie and Harriet, starring Ozzie Nelson and Harriet Hilliard from April 25, 1952. Also heard in the cast, 
David Nelson, Ricky Nelson, John Brown, Paula Winslow, Frank Nelson, and Sarah Berner, with Vern Smith announcing for Heinz as heard over ABC. Stick around, I'll give you our lineup for episode 46 of the Classic Radio Theater after this break. Next time on episode 46 of the Classic Radio Theater, brought to you by the Bradford Exchange, we'll hear two horror episodes of Lights Out, so don't miss it. To reach me and to learn more about the Classic Radio Club, visit ClassicRadioClub.com. Be sure to tune in to our next show. Thanks for listening.